When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So I see where Dictionary.com has put out their 2024 editions. The new words going into Dictionary.com. Like greedflation, fire tornado, girl dinner, climate breakdown. I mean, these are, you know words and phrases that we use really predominantly on social media but i guess in common conversation as well skip lagging bed rotting we definitely have talked about that range anxiety keto flu sound bath slow fashion shacket stellar nursery super fog and those are just to name a few but i i found it interesting that uh, they have a breakdown of what they you know what's new they have 327 new entries they have 173 new definitions Uh, but the thing that really uh shocked me and there's no list of what they are I mean, obviously, they have, uh, you know, they give you some of the new phrases and new words, uh, you know, like girl dinner, uh, you know, that's a, a noun and often attractively presented collection of snacks that involve little preparation, such as small quantities of cold cuts, cheese, fruit, cherry tomatoes, etc., deemed sufficient to constitute a meal for one. I guess that's girl dinner. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, what I found really fascinating in their circle of, hey, we've got 327 new entries. We've got 173 new definitions. But they also say that they have 1,228 revised definitions. So if you think you know the meaning of a word, you probably don't. Because those definitions have been revised and it's changing before our very eyes just incredible save those old dictionaries welcome what are dictionaries welcome to chewing the fat Wow, the case that won't go away. Nearly four years after Harvey Weinstein was convicted of rape and sent to prison, uh, the New York's highest court appeared torn at oral arguments yesterday about potentially overturning the landmark Me Too era verdict. Uh, Weinstein's lawyers argued that the state's court of appeals, they wanted to dismiss the disgraced movie mogul's 2020 conviction, arguing that the trial judge trampled his right to a fair trial with pro-prosecution rulings that turned the trial into 1-800-GET-HARVEY. <laughs> it was his character that was on trial. It wasn't the evidence that was on trial. Okay. 
Uh, YC 771 now uh, convicted of a criminal sex act for, uh, for forcibly performing oral sex on a TV and film production assistant in 2006 and rape in the third degree for an attack on an aspiring actress in 2013. He got 23 years in prison for that. And then he was convicted in Los Angeles of another rape and sentenced to an additional 16 years in prison. Uh, the lawyer for the Manhattan District Attorney's Office said, yeah, yeah, uh, they were proper and the conviction to stand. Well, of course. Uh, Weinstein wants a new trial, but only for the criminal sexual act charge. They argue the rape charge can't be retried because it involves alleged conduct outside the statute of limitations. Reversing the verdict would reopen a painful chapter in America's reckoning with sexual misconduct by powerful figures. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. The court is unlikely to rule uh, immediately pretty incredible uh, i guess harvey was watching on a live stream uh from the uh, state prison prison uh, mohawk correctional facility I love mohawk correctional facility this time of year about 100 miles uh, northwest of albany um uh, I, mean, I mean look these allegations against him and you know really i mean he claims that uh, all the sexual sexual activity was consensual okay um, really incredible. He wanted to testify and didn't because uh, the judge said that he would have had to answer questions about more than two dozen alleged acts of misbehavior dating back four decades, including fights with movie producers and his brother. And I mean, that was not part of the case, right? His bad behavior had nothing to do with the truth and veracity. Uh, it was all that he was a bad guy. Okay, so we'll see what happens. They also, I was really uh, interested how I had forgotten that the judge allowed two or three women to testify about allegations that weren't part of the case. Just uh, granting prosecutors, uh, you know, hey, uh, you can contest, you can confront him on it if he testified. Wait, that those didn't have anything to do with this case. Yeah, well, that's the way it goes. Now, the judge uh, that oversaw this case now is not a judge any any longer. He, his term expired. He was not reappointed. He's no longer a judge. The Court of Appeals agreed last year to take Weinstein's case after an intermediate appeals court upheld his conviction. Although prior to their rulings, the judges on the lower appellate court said, yeah, the judge's conduct during oral arguments uh he let prosecutors pile on with incredibly prejudicial testimony from additional witnesses. So they weren't real happy with the judge either. So we'll see what happens now. Uh, you know, he still will remain in jail if this happens because of the L.A. Uh, conviction. So he's not getting out of jail anytime soon. So any of you that are having, you know, your me too sweat back coming back up be okay he'll still be in jail the world and the streets will be safe then i see where russell simmons uh is sued for rape too remember the former music executive of def jam recordings um he now is being sued again from a woman who claimed that uh, he raped her while she was employed at def jam records the woman identified in the lawsuit as jane doe uh, alleges that Simmons raped her at his apartment after she had come over to get approval on a rough cut of a music video. Okay, so this happened, I don't know, in the 90s? So according to the suit, 
Uh, Simmons brought Doe into his bedroom to watch the music video, at which point he began jumping on the bed while continuing to make sexual advances and asking Miss Doe to have sex with him. When Doe declined, he allegedly performed a wrestling move, climbing on top of her and pinning her arms down on the bed, and then proceeded to rape her, despite her having told him, hey, get off me and stop. That's, of course, she claims that she says that in the lawsuit. Now... This happened back in the 90s, and she then, I guess, left Def Jam. And in the years following, since, you know, prior to this lawsuit, she has experienced debilitating anxiety and has had difficulty handling emotions in a professional setting. So the reason this came back up is because Jane Doe claims she saw Simmons at a yoga class around March of last year, which, you know, uh, it's been a long time, but she was still suffering from debilitating anxiety and had difficulty handling emotions in a professional setting, but she was taking a yoga class. Anyway, she said she ran into Simmons at the yoga class and inadvertently put her mat down next to his. That's how scared she was. And when she asked if it was okay to practice next to him, Simmons replied, of course. What do you think? I'm going to try and F you? (laughs) So it's not funny. It's not funny. And uh, that's what shook her up. And that's what uh, she couldn't couldn't go any longer. Uh, It's been since the 90s and she's suffered that debilitating anxiety and difficulty handling emotions since then. But now uh, she's got to do something because she set her mat down next to him at a yoga class and uh, he responded. So this is not, uh, uh, okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, this is not the first woman to come forward about Simmons. So Simmons was accused of sexual assault by four other women, three of whom alleged rape. Uh, since at least 20 women have accused the music mogul of sexual impropriety. So is it true? I, you know, I guess it's, it's possible that it is. But this was filed under the New York Adult Survivors Act, which drives me insane. But it allows for victims who were abused as adults to sue their alleged abusers without regard for the statute of limitations. But I thought that ended uh, last November. So people are still using this act, but it expired. So I don't think it counts. Uh, Sorry about it. Uh, you should have realized that uh, your debilitating anxiety and difficulty handling emotions should have been taken care of prior to uh, the end of last year if you were going to use the New York Adult Survivors Act. Uh, if you weren't and you really just thought it was horrible and wanted to file a lawsuit against them, you probably should have done it earlier. Okay, so today on Mojo Five O with Brad uh, Staggs and uh, Ron Phillips, we talked a little bit about uh, the Kanye West. I'm sorry, yay, his uh, Super Bowl commercial, 
and which I loved. Uh, it was $7 million for the 30-second Super Bowl commercial, and it was just him recording himself <laughs> over on his phone. And I think a car might have been the back of a boat, might have been the back of an Uber. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where he was, but, uh, you know, it's a fascinating, fascinating commercial. Yeah, this Okay. He did. Shoes and, um, that's it. That's it. Okay. So, I, all right. So we got the commercial, and you know that's the that's the Super Bowl commercial. And just go to you know Yeezy.com, which he uh, you know did put on the screen. And I know that he's got his titanium teeth, which is being reported that he spent. Like uh, eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I think we. I remember talking about that. I feel like originally it was seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and now we're saying eight hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, so how much was it for his titanium dental implant? Okay, and so I know I know he had that, but I noticed in this commercial that he's got something happening with his lip. It's this protruding thing in the middle of his top lip, and I'm not sure what it was. Well, come to find out, I missed the, uh, the, the argument about the lip bubble, uh, the lip nipple, uh, the lip nip, whatever it is, uh, when he posted a video talking about his wife. People were mad that he was posting, uh, showing his wife. I guess they were married back in December. I called her his girlfriend earlier. I guess they're married now. And uh, he had posted a video walking through an airport pissed that people were bashing him now i remember this story but i don't remember the video so i must have only read the story and looked at the headline about yay and i wasn't concerned about the video had i seen the video i would have asked the very same question about the thing on his lip I appreciate him sticking up for his wife and taking pictures uh, of his wife and he's he's he loves her and he loves the way how hot she is and uh, you know they've been seen having sex on boats in Europe and stuff so he's pissed that people are saying hey how come you keep showing your wife uh, with you know hardly no clothes on I just want to tell everybody I posted my wife three times on purpose <laughs> and he shows her. Of course, she's wearing like a one suit. A one suit. So what I'm saying is, looking good. I delivered the album. The people still in my comments talking about why are you post your wife? Cause she make me happy. That's why y'all happy with the music. Cause I'm happy. You understand? So don't ever say nothing negative. If yeah. You don't like my page and don't like what I'm posting. Go f- yourself. <laughs> Seriously. Leave me, leave the king the f- alone. I do remember quotes of that. I don't care, bro. I'm going to post my wife as much as I want. Go post your wife on your f- Instagram. Yeah, go post your wife on your Instagram. Okay, so I appreciate that from uh, Ye. Uh, I got you, Ye. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I remember seeing the quotes on that, okay? Now, again, I got, I'm, I'm behind him 100%. However... Watching the video, 
you see this protruding thing on his lip and it's driving me crazy i don't know what it is it's got to be some kind of implant uh i'm not sure people are commenting what it is i looked i said i would do a you know ctf investigation uh on the implant on the lip there's no comment about it he has not commented about it and i'm not sure what it is but it is strange looking now maybe it's an implant that he uses to enhance the time he spends with his wife i think that's a possibility but he has not commented on it as of now it just looks like a growth a uh a cold sore growth on the middle of his upper lip and uh while i don't mind the titanium teeth look i'm not big on the cold sore in the middle of the lip look but hey if yay wants to have that look then have at it yay i will say that if it is not a implant and it's some core sort of thing that he needs medicine for maybe he should uh, order a jace case maybe he should go to jacemedical.com and uh, order a jace case today because if you need antibiotics and stuff then you're gonna need a jace case and maybe yay needs the help he should go to jacemedical.com today look there's a shortage of vital medications for sure uh drug shortages have hit a record high and uh it's causing severe disruptions in medical treatments and there's delays and treatment cancellations and uh, you know unfortunate rationing of vital medications even uh important as antibiotic amoxicillin uh drugs are in short supply right now along with 294 others so maybe yay needs to you know take care of himself if it's not an implant if it's an implant you know have at it yay no problem but if it's not uh you need the jace case it's a personalized emergency kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections and jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings they've even added ivermectin as an option in the jace case plus you can buy a gift card for your family or loved ones. Yay, could buy a gift card, could buy one for himself and buy one for the wife too as a gift card uh, for family or other loved ones so that they could get a Jace case of their own and personalize it to their needs. I don't know what the wife needs. She may need a different antibiotic than Yay. I don't know that. But she could personalize her own Jace case for her needs. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. So get yours today go to jacemedical.com jacemedical.com use the uh code jeffy j-e-f-f-y at checkout for a discount on your order promo code jeffy j-e-f-f-y at the end of your checkout for your discount uh jacemedical.com j-a-s-e medical.com all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately All right, I see where uh, Amazon Prime Video uh, is now being sued by a class action lawsuit. 
Prime members. I was not uh, asked to be a part of this uh, class action lawsuit. I'll tell you that. Uh, so apparently, uh, Amazon Prime Video's uh, members are initially believing that they were promised commercial-free Oasis. I know! That's what I said! And now they are pissed that they have to find themselves navigating ad breaks or shelling out an extra two ninety nine a month for uh, you know an ad-free stream. I know that's what I said. And you're not navigating your ads, okay? They just play. I will say they do have the countdown on them, so it makes it a little bit better. Uh, you know, you know when it's going to end, but there's no fast forwarding through them, okay? So this uh, sudden shift has prompted a lawsuit in California accusing Amazon of bait and switch that's left over 100 million subscribers facing ads by default. So the legal challenge seeking at least $5 million and a halt to Amazon's alleged ad-infested course. <laughs> uh, breach of contract, among other consumer protection violations. Yeah, bastards. So, okay, what they're going to do, I mean, really, what they should have done, and I don't, we talked about this before, but they should have just added the three bucks on. They said, look, if you want to, you know, they were going to charge you $3 a month more for, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why they're, well, I don't know what the deal is, why they're uh, breaking it up. Because the Amazon Prime video is still part of the full Amazon Prime package. And there's got to be a reason that they don't break it up. And it, it's got, I mean, it obviously has to be money. Duh. But I don't know why and what amount of money it brings in by keeping it all under one roof and how that affects the numbers for their streaming platforms. It's just a, it's a strange thing. And I'm, you know, obviously, you know, Jeff Bezos understands it. He's, I don't know, the second or third, maybe fourth richest guy on the planet. So he's got it figured out. I don't, (laughs) but uh, good luck with that. Good luck with that because it's agonizing. I, I almost, I almost broke down. And paid the two ninety nine uh, the other day because the ads were driving me insane. But then I thought, no, no, I'm not going to pay it. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Because what they're going to do is they're just going to attack it on to my Prime bill. And it'll be just like I paid another $3 a month for Amazon Prime. And uh, that's... Uh, if they would if they would have upped the rates, saying, "Hey, we're upping the rates for Amazon Prime three dollars a month, and for your yearly package, it's for however long," and you would have said, "Okay, all right, fine," because you want to, you want to be able to have the stuff delivered to your home. I love that. I mean, more and more places are delivering things every day. Seven Eleven, there's drones. Pretty soon, you're not going to be able to see the sky because it's going to be covered by drones delivering people's stuff. Because every Every retailer, oh, we deliver to your home. Just tell us we'll be there within 30 minutes delivering in drones. And maybe that's just Dallas-Fort Worth. But, man, every company wants my drone business. They want me to order goods from them so that they can deliver it to my home with their drones. And uh, so (laughs) when the skies are dark, it's because drones are blocking the sun. Okay, who died today? Who died today? Lisa Lopez Galvin. Lisa Lopez Galvin 
uh, is the victim of the Super Bowl parade mass shooting. She is so far the only confirmed death from the Super Bowl parade mass shooting in Kansas City, Missouri yesterday the 14th of february 2024 very sad she was a local dj did weddings and stuff she also did a show once a week on kkfi 90.1 fm uh she did uh, it was a show called the taste of tiano which i guess is music from northern mexico and uh, they confirmed that she did lose her life she was the mother of two and no story tells me her age, so I have no idea how old she is <laughs> or was. Uh, but she did die during surgery after suffering a gunshot wound to her abdomen. Now, 22 people, I believe, so far are have been injured. At least uh, eight children. Still not clear what happened. They have three people in custody two of whom I guess were armed. There was like a million people there. Uh, it was for the Kansas City Super Bowl parade. Uh, all the Kansas City players and coaches and is fine. Uh, you know, obviously everybody, uh, you know, prayers for Kansas City, senseless act of violence. And of course, our president wants you to know that uh, we need to pass gun reform legislation. So there's that. Rest in peace. Uh, Lisa Lopez Galvin. All right, be sure to follow me on my social media accounts uh, at JeffyJFR on X, Jeff Fisher Radio on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can email the show anytime, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. And of course, you can order a cameo from me. That, of course, is not free, but uh, cameo at JeffyJFR on the Cameo app. All right, I'm looking forward to talking to Michael Jammon. He's coming up. Uh, Michael Jammon is a you know, TV writer, showrunner, and now author with his new book out and uh, we'll be talking to michael just around the corner all right michael jammon uh michael jammon writer welcome to chewing the fat uh, i see uh you've joined us in your uh in your office i may want a tour uh i may need a tour of the michael jammon writer office because uh you have uh, plenty of little knickknacks that i want to know about but sure. yeah. i know that you are uh busy out promoting your brand new spanking book yeah, uh, which I mean, I started reading it. I haven't finished it. Paper Orchestra. I apologize, but I have enjoyed everything that I've read so far. Thank you. Um, I know that you're Mr. Big Shot television writer, Mr. Big Shot showrunner, and I yeah. definitely want to talk to you about uh, some of uh, some of the things that uh, you've worked on and some of the things that you're working on here in the future. But uh, first and foremost, uh, the new book, uh, Paper Orchestra. So. Did, did you start writing this during the strike or was it during the pandemic? Was, when, yeah. when did you decide, you know what, I need to write a book for myself and not someone else? This is four, this is four and a half years ago. I, I decided yeah, to start. Okay. So this is before the pandemic. And uh, it was really just a passion project of mine. I've always been a fan of David Sedaris. I love his writing. I love what he writes about. And so this was just my version of what he does. So there are true stories but they're fictionalized to tell them in a more dramatic way 
Uh, so as if I'm a character uh, in my own story. It's revisionist history. This is what you're doing. Uh, the book is well, uh, not really. I mean, it's all true. It's just the fact <laughs> that you're, you know, at the time I didn't live it as a story. So I'm I'm recounting it as a story. So um, now, okay. So uh, I, I love the the uh, comment or the question. It's more of a question statement, really, in the beginning of the book. What if the smallest, almost forgotten moments were the ones that shaped us most? Yeah, and I mean, they really are, unless you know you're in prison for something really right. big and then it's a and it's a big moment that shapes your life right the, that's the only thing you're known for but right. if you're not that guy it is the smallest moments that shape us for sure even yeah. if we don't realize it yeah. uh, it's pretty incredible uh it's pretty incredible i i i enjoyed uh one of the things uh as i started uh started going through your book is uh and i'm sure this is what you were hoping for but uh brought back your own memories yeah right yeah. i mean you're you're i'm starting to read about uh you know you as a as a as a youngster and uh i'm reminded of all the dingleberry things that went through my mind and uh trying to survive those years you know i i uh particularly enjoyed uh the uh <laughs> the sister uh car ride yeah with uh, uh see this cancer with the fingernails in the legs yeah. right yeah. Uh, and and the the friend puking uh yeah. actually i i actually lol'd michael i hope so i mean <laughs> i hope to make you laugh when you're when you're reading it yourself yeah yeah it was very good um do you still i mean you still believe that you get the fingernails in your thighs you're gonna get cancer I don't know. I, I know a little more about science now, but that was the year. <laughs> <laughs> what is your, uh, you know, I know that you, uh, you talked uh, in one uh, about ghosting one of your girlfriends, uh, Marissa, right? Yeah. That was her name. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you ever run into Marissa at all since you've ghosted her? Like, you know, at yeah, a coffee shop and like you bastard. No, I mean, I live far away from where I went to college, but uh, you know, we, we're still, we communicate once or once every few years and she's lovely she's very sweet so what was how many okay so you started writing this and i know i've heard you uh talk a little bit about uh and you even mentioned in uh in the book i believe that uh maybe in the epilogue somewhere that you you know started writing it and then it, you know obviously the memories would bring back other memories yeah. which is the way it you know works for everyone you start sitting around telling stories and uh you realize oh yeah that leads me in to remember this. So yeah. how much made the, how much is on the cutting room floor? How many memories are this of long oh, gone no, going for book four? Most of it. I mean, I, I don't have a terrific memory, but <clears throat> the stuff that I do remember, I must be remembering for a reason. It must be some emotional reason why I'm, I'm attached to it. And then if I can figure out what that is, maybe I, there's a story in it. But I have a list of memories that I keep just you know i jot them down and then i when i start a new story i look at these memories and i go is there anything there and, and most of them there isn't most of them there's not enough to sustain the interest in, right. in the story so i don't write about those <laughs> how often do you uh jumping away from the book just a little bit but when you uh when you're writing for shows films i mean you mostly do television work yeah. um when, how often do you watch something see something else and say wow i i never would have thought of that 
Oh, it's not that I don't think of it. I just, you know, I'll have an appreciation for what they're doing. It's not that I don't, you know, I don't, uh, yeah, it's not that I like, if I'm, if it, the writing is really good, I don't even, I don't even think about it. I'm just immersed in the story. It's when the writing is bad that I think about it. Uh, with so much content uh, in the world these days. And, uh, you know, there, I mean, there are so much content uh, out there that, uh, it seems to me as just a viewer and a watcher that uh there's a lot of what's the word i'm looking for not good content uh out there how uh how are we going to get past all that i mean what, what what's going to happen i mean now that you now that you guys are over with your strike michael and you're making all kinds of money you're making all kinds of residual money you're raking in the cash in fact you're just swimming in cash now yep. that the strike is <laughs> the secret is not to watch something that you don't think is good yeah <laughs> right, you right, making it. <laughs> right 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 so how are you uh how's it going uh with with uh, all the platforms and the content i mean are you is it obviously i mean it's changed so much that uh you know with uh with the way it works now how how's that uh how you dealing with that you okay every time I mean, you have you figured it out that oh this is how it works now no i don't think hollywood has figured it out right now i think we're at a period of transition uh, which is why I'm happy to continue doing my own work on the side and writing books on the side because Hollywood can't tell me what to do and I don't right. have to wait for anybody. So when they figure it out, well, you know, more shows will be made. Right now, it's a transition period. Yeah. Um, I see where you uh, talked about um, going on tour with the book. And uh, okay, so, so back up for just a little bit. The audio book. You did all of the audio in the audiobook. Uh, uh, I'm the narrator. I do the voice, the narration. Yeah, so I, I perform it. It's a performance, really. So I don't read the oh, book. Okay. I kind of perform it, uh, and it really comes alive. And I have we have uh, I have a composer, uh, a guy named Anthony Rizzo, who I worked with on a show called Marin. He composed all the music, so we end the piece with some oh, music wow. to carry to carry the emotion through until the next piece. So it really, I don't think it's like other audiobooks. It feels. No. I think it's an audiobook that's produced by a television producer. <laughs> so it feels more <laughs> Well, I mean, it actually is an audiobook. Yeah. 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 Produced by a television producer. I got it. So uh that is I, I love that. So a paper orchestra, obviously available, you know, wherever you get your books, uh more specifically uh Michaeljamin dot com yeah, uh, would be the best place to do that. Uh so back to that. So you did the audiobook as more of a, a storytelling production. Is that how you foresee the tour? Uh yeah, I mean I've already started orchestra? I've already started performing it. I mean, I didn't I didn't come up with this idea. David Sedaris, this is kind of what he does. And he he that's what he he has right. a book. It's a collection that he'll perform it live in front of an audience, then he'll go to another town and do the same thing. And so this is just, you know, uh, I'm a huge admirer. I like it. So this is what I do. And, and the stories are very, my type of writing is very different from his. I, I absolutely adore his writing, but it's a different kind of show. So yeah, that's, that's. Are you going to you just do it one man show? Basically, uh, is, that yeah. how, is that how you uh, are perceiving it in your head? Cause I, yeah. I, I find it fascinating uh, that, uh, you know, that you would perform it less, not just come out and read it, you know? Oh no, no. Yeah. It's, it's more of a performance and it's, we've already done a handful of shows and then I wanted to wait. We stopped. I wanted to wait till the book was out so that we could, because people wanted to buy the book after the show. So I, I do. Yeah, yeah. 
signing after the show and then we'll continue. We'll start, we'll probably start up again, uh, probably May, but maybe, maybe before that. All stadium tours. Yeah. No, there's <laughs> the small theaters. So if anybody wants to, they can sign up at com slash upcoming, and then you'll get a list of when I come to your town, you have a notification. So when you uh, started, like I, I, you know, all your, uh, all your social media accounts, uh, Michael Jammin writer, yeah. Uh, at Michael Jammin writer, uh, except for you're not on X, right? No X. I, I am, but it's M Jammin writer. They don't, there's too many letters. Oh, so, but I don't, I don't tweet. Elon, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let the man have his name. Uh, so, uh, but really you're more focused, at least in my world, I see you on Instagram uh mm-hmm. mostly and uh you really started going to town almost every day uh the last i don't know what three four years really uh well it's a, no it's probably been about two and a half years but i post almost every day on social media and i give writing tips i talk about writing i talk about hollywood sometimes i'm funny and sometimes I'm educational whatever uh and that is all just to build my audience so that when the book came out people would want to absolutely read. Yeah. I haven't taken any of your writing classes, but I have uh, yeah. you know, listened to uh, quite a bit of what you've talked about. Uh, really fascinating. And I enjoy uh, my favorite uh, post of yours, uh, as long as we're talking about posts, is uh, wearing the old army jacket post. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's my father-in-law, so yeah. Very, very good. Yeah, my, In fact, my father-in-law, uh, as well as yours, was in, in Nam, I'm guessing. I, I don't know yeah. that, but uh, yeah. he was... I was laughing at your post and he then he had to tell me the story again about how his went missing and he was still angry about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess his brother took it or something. So, um, uh, also as we, as we, as I went through the book and, uh, I, uh, I was enjoying the chapters. Some of the ones that, uh, you know, came to mind, like I really enjoyed the magic trick, obviously very yeah. good. Uh, very good. The uh, Jessica suitcase of memories with the yeah. you know the lost love of Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How's that? Are you are you guys okay? And oh, for sure. Okay. I, I, I you you and the wife and Jessica are all yeah, good. Uh, she's happily married and she lives not far from me. I, I see her every uh, I don't know maybe once or twice a year or something. You know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely fine. The uh, the lost love of letters on the suitcase, um, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a nice story. Pretty amazing. Yeah, these little stories. So, so any any which one is your favorite? Uh, I know you've got what like twenty, I think something like that. It looked like there was like okay. My favorite is the last one that I wrote. That's always how it works, you know. Okay, Uh, but they're all kind of just different. Uh, It's hard to say which is my favorite. I, I, I you know. People respond so differently to them. People say, oh, this is my favorite. Oh, great. You know, um, it's just how people respond. So uh, my intention was to kind of delight you with each one. So whatever. My favorite is your favorite. Oh, see, that's so nice. All right. So then uh, you say in the book that you still have your uh, giant uh, bag of footballs hanging in the garage. Is that true? Well, here's one. I mean, here's one of them from it, but it's the it's back there. Yes, it's a giant bag of balls. So, uh, as a, a punter, I mean, in today's world, with uh, you know Pat McAfee uh, all over the place with his uh, for the brand as the punter, uh, are you uh, you still going out and kicking some? Yeah, occasionally. I'm not very good. It's amazing how. I mean, at one point I was okay, and now I'm old, and it's like, geez, it's what's the point? I mean, it's amazing how. 
not how bad I am now. (laughs) But I I, I do, you know, it's a a nice way of clearing my head. I do it occasionally. Yeah. Do you uh, do you ever do any of your children ever uh, athletes or anything where you say, yeah, I I used to do that. I used to. No, no. I was a kicker. We got a family of artists, so that's that's good. They do. Yeah, good. All right. So, and when you do your posts, it's usually right in this neck of the woods uh, in your office. Yeah. So, uh, what do we have? What do we got? I want the Michael Jammin tour. Well, I suppose this might be interesting to me. So, I did a uh, show uh, many years ago. Uh, it, it was an animated show called Glenn Martin DDS, and my partner and I were the showrunners. And so, these were these are the puppets and so they have armatures in them and um this was kevin nealon was the star nice. uh ryan cranston played this guy over here and uh, so yeah so they you know when the show was canceled they 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 gave us the here's dolls. the puppet get out of here hit yeah. the bricks <laughs> <laughs> so what so uh all the shows that you've done what are you working on now anything other than you're just hawking your book i mean the paper orchestra is it and you're good to go or are you uh um, you well, I have an, i'm doing an animated project with the guys from broken lizard the guy they this guy who created a show called a uh, movie called super troopers so we're doing a project with them it's animated uh but and right now it's just the focus of the book the book just dropped on tuesday and or wednesday and so yeah, yeah i'm not promoting the book Excellent. So um, I'm fascinated as uh, what a showrunner does. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me in, what you as a showrunner do for a TV show. So the showrunner is usually the executive producer. The showrunner is the head writer, and they decide what stories are going to be told and how they are going to be told. That's the main responsibility is running the writer's room. But aside from that, okay. you have other responsibilities you are charge of casting you make all the decisions for wardrobe for how the set should look you are on set you're working with the actors and the director you're in charge of the editing the post-production i mean you are the boss that's what okay yeah and so uh as the head of the writer so you uh, if you were not the showrunner and just a writer um you are are you ever doing anything no, have you ever done anything that you want, or are you just using uh, direction from the showrunner and working inside of that frame? No, and um, yeah, I'm on the show I'm currently on. I'm co-executive producer, so I'm not the boss. And your job is basically to pitch, pitch ideas, and the showrunner says, "I like that. I don't like that." Shows bits, right, 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 right. And uh, I, I, f- I find that really fascinating. It's got to be uh, some long days. Oh, it can uh, be very. Long. <laughs> it's got to be some very long days. So, uh, the latest book available wherever uh, yeah. you get your books. Although uh, I'd rather uh, get it at michaeljammon dot com. Uh, I saw where you uh, told uh, someone, I believe, how to get a free audio book. Yeah. So, <laughs> how do you do that? Uh, basically, you if you go to michaeljammon dot com. Here's, here's my book. And um, from there, you can sign up for a free Audible trial. And then you can download this link. And then you download a paper orchestra. Then you just cancel the trial. And I, I get paid. And you get the book. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. And really, I mean, that's wrong, Michael. And I don't want people to no, do it's not that. Wrong. It's, I actually, want people to purchase your book, Michael. 
Oh, it, it, this is this is an offering from Amazon. Amazon owns Audible. This is their. That's I couldn't. It's not a sneaky thing. That's what they. They're happy to do it. So. Good, good. Then you know, I mean, Jeff's. You know, he's made enough cash. He's got the yacht. He's got the yacht for him and the wife. So or girlfriend yeah. still. Uh, he'll he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. He'll be fine. So, uh, paper orchestra. What uh, would you say? Should I? I buy the book today. By the book, yes. Arrives in my house. Yeah, should I just start from the beginning and go, or should I start at the back? And go. No, you know what? I, I the stories can be read in any order because it's not serialized. The order that I put, you know, I, we agonized over what order it should go in, and this is the order we decide on for with because I thought, well, this is the nice flow. It has an ebb and flow, and yeah, uh, this one's light and this one's a little heavier. You don't want to do all that heavy stories up front. But someone just um, commented that they read; they're reading it out of order, and. I'm, Oh, that's good. You know, I, I don't know why. I think they're the titles are what interests her, and so she. Right. Just, oh, that's fine with me. I, I well, yeah. I mean, if if uh, if my favorite story is your favorite story, then yeah. uh, whatever way, whatever order you want to read it in should be fine, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't care. Whatever. Read the book. Just yeah, read the book. That's all you care about. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. So uh, I appreciate it, Michael. Uh, I am. Uh, I look forward to your posts on uh, all your social media accounts. And I was really looking forward to the book and I've been enjoying reading it uh, very much. What, uh, what uh, final Michael Jammon writer words of wisdom would you leave with us? Uh, words of wisdom. I would Here say I'm chewing the fat. Yeah, I, I would I would hope that for those who read the book, they'll make you think about your own your own life and examine the own smallest moments of your life. And like I said, when I, even though the details the details are from my life, but I'm really really the stories are are yours, and that's absolutely what I relate to. It's fascinating. Okay, thank you, Michael Jammon. I appreciate your time. Uh, good luck with uh, the rest of the book sales, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the tour. Yeah, thank you again. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.